Golden West Radio now brings you the Lawn and Garden Journal. Get your questions ready. Our toll-free line is open at 1-800-374-3315. Now, here's your host, Carla Hersina from St. Mary's Nursery and Garden Center. Good morning. It's Saturday, March 4th. It's time to kick off another season of the Lawn and Garden Journal. And the wonderful thing about live radio is that sometimes when it's live, life can sometimes get in the way. And Carla's feeling a little bit under the weather, but she was able to share a poem with us to kick off the season. And Carla, how about you do that now? Thank you very much. Here is the thoughts of the seed shop. Here in a quiet, dusty room they lie, faded as crumpled stone and shifting sand, forlorn as ashes, shriveled, scentless, dry, meadows and gardens running through my hand, dead that shall quicken at the voice of spring, sleepers to wake beneath June's tempest-kissed, though birds pass over unremembering, and no bee find here roses that were his. In the brown husk of dale of hawthorn dreams, a cedar in his narrow cell is thrust and shall drink deeply at the century streams. These lilies shall make summer on my dust. Here in their safe and simple house of death, sealed in their shells, a million roses leap. Here I can still stir a garden beneath my breath and in a hand a forest lies asleep. And we're uh, going to connect with Carla next week for the Lawn and Garden Journal. We're wishing her all the best so that she's feeling better, but we're still going to take your calls today. I'm by no means a Lawn and Garden Journal expert, but I'd love to talk gardening with you. First, though, let's get to the Garden Club circuit calendar. We start with the West Kildonan Horticultural Society. They're getting together next Tuesday. That's March 7th via Zoom. The topic will be growing giant vegetables. The meeting starts at 7. Visit their website to find the link to join the online meeting. Now, the next night, that would be Wednesday, March 8th. The Charleswood Garden Club will be meeting 7.30 p.m. at 5006 Roblin Boulevard. March 13th, Steinbach and Area Garden Club getting together at Mennonite Heritage Village at 7 p.m. And the following evening, March 14th, East Kildonan Garden Club will be meeting 7.30 p.m. at Valley Garden Community Club. That's a look at the Garden Club circuit calendar, and now we're going to throw things back to you. We want to hear from you, and Carla wants to answer your questions. Give her a call right now, 1-800-374-3315. That number again, one 800 Three seven four thirty three fifteen. And good morning to you. We're about 20 minutes after 9 o'clock on Saturday, March 4th. And yes, normally, you would be hearing the cheerful, happy voice of Carla Hersin as we kick off our first show of the season of the Lawn and Garden Journal. But you know how life is. Sometimes we get a bit of a stomach bug or maybe we're feeling a little under the weather. And that's what has nipped our good friend Carla today. She won't be able to join us live on the show, but I'd still like to hear from you and talk a little bit about gardening. By all means, give me a show. 1-800-374-3315. I may not be able to answer your question, but we might be able to talk about what you're planning on planting this year and how that might compare to what I'm planning on doing in my backyard. In the meantime, though, I want to take you back Back to a conversation that I had with Carla earlier this week as we were getting ready for the return of the Lawn and Garden Journal. After that long winter's nap since our final show in November, Carla has been busy. She's been traveling across North America 
and beyond. Now, the Lawn and Garden Journal, of course, is Saturday mornings at 9.15. We're super excited to have Carla back on the air for her fifth season. And we know a lot of you have been super excited to calling us when the program would be back. Now, I connected with Carla just to see how things have been going over the last number of months leading up to today and the return of the Lawn and Garden Journal, of course, asking her how excited she was to be back in studio. It's great to be uh, back again for another year. You know, after the holiday and after the winter, I think it's just the equation of gardeners and conversation just blends perfectly together. And there's an excitement that happens when, you know, seeding starts and you are just almost bubbling over. But I call it the euphoric glaze when you smell and start to see plants growing. So excited? Yes. <laughs> now, we should let some folks know who who may think, oh, the, the season, once it's done on the Lawn and Garden Journal and winter sets in, Carla must take like a three-month break. That That's not it at all. In fact, Carla, you have been putting thousands of miles on the plane the last while. Tell us about the trips that you've gone on and, and how that relates to getting ready for the gardening season. The gardening world does not stop because we prepare ourselves. And in the wintertime, it's the time that we uh, venture looking for um, more the hard good aspects of the gardening world. Uh, you know, we're out there sourcing things. We have a cute little gift shop. So we're finding things that are gift and garden oriented for our, you know, our customers that are there. So yes, we're back to traveling and we're back to resourcing for items that's in the store. So um, it's fun to be able to find things that people would love to be able to put in their yards and in it, in their homes. Now, it's uh, usually at this time of the, the year you and I connect ahead of the show, and I always ask you the question about some of the uh, the plant and color trends that you're seeing for the coming season. So how about we start with, with the plant trends, whether it's uh, annuals or maybe different perennials that are coming up. What are you seeing as things that uh, the, the gardening world will be excited about this year? Well, I think this year there might be a, fo- a little bit more focus on perennials. Uh, through the COVID series, we saw a lot of new gardeners going into planting annuals and b- giving that bright coloration. But there is a little bit of a twist that's happening where people are starting to think that they want to put a little bit more focus on perennials, which will come back year after year, and it helps to give that mainstay to their gardens. So I have a little bit of a, a backlog behind me thinking that people will be interested a little bit more in the selections of perennials though mind you when you take the twist and you walk the garden centers and you see all the different colors of palette of color in annuals oh it's going to be a hard season to choose which color you want every day it changes oh isn't that the case carla hersena earlier this week on the morning show when i connected with her to get a sense of how excited she was to be back on the lawn and garden journal for the fifth season as our host if you're just joining us this morning carla feeling a little bit under the weather so i'm hanging out with you my name is chris sumner one of your morning show co-hosts monday to friday and of course if you'd like to talk gardening I'll talk to you. 1-800-374-3315. I might might not have any answers, but we certainly can chat about what you're planning on doing in your backyard this year, or maybe you have a delicious canning recipe that you want to share. I'm always 
all ears. Now, in addition to that, did want to say a special good morning to Elsie from the Steinbeck and Area Garden Club. She sent us an email this morning just to talk a little bit more about their upcoming Steinbeck Garden Club meeting, which is on March 13th. She wanted to let all of you know that that meeting will feature a guest speaker, Linda Dietrich, and she will be talking about the great gardens of France. Now, Linda is a master gardener, a retired professor from the University of Winnipeg, and is also an editor of one of the Prairie Garden books. Now, she will be sharing her photos and highlights of famous gardens in France, such as the Monet and Versailles gardens that she discovered while on a tour of France's great gardens led by Sarah Williams. Now, Elsie tells us she is very excited about this particular guest speaker, and she would love for you to be a part of this event. It's, again, the Steinbeck and Area Garden Club. Their next regularly scheduled meeting is coming up on March 13th. It's about 26 minutes after 9 o'clock. You're listening to the Lawn and Garden Journal across southern Manitoba. Yes, Carla Hersina not able to join us today. She is feeling a little bit under the weather. And speaking of the weather, why not take a look at what we're expecting across southern Manitoba today? Beautiful would be the word that I would use as we are expecting basically nothing but sunshine from the Saskatchewan to the Ontario border as we head toward highs today, somewhere between zero and plus two. And yeah, that is above average for this time of year. Minus four is where we should be for March 4th. And uh, we are expecting warmish weather for tomorrow as well, a little below seasonal. And if you were joining us on Friday's morning show, you may have caught me with my CMOS accredited weathercaster cap on And I wanted to uh, just remind you, I'm still keeping an eye on a fairly potent low-pressure system that is going to move through the Dakotas. I'm talking South and North Dakota on Sunday night into Monday. I mentioned on Friday that at that point, as of Friday morning, this low was looking like it was going to stay far enough south that we wouldn't necessarily have to worry about accumulating snow on our side of the border. I also put an asterisk on that particular comment, that being if that low pressure system shifted only a couple hundred kilometers northward, that yes, accumulating snow would be in our neck of the woods. And that's exactly what we're seeing in the forecast today, particularly for areas along the international border as we are expecting snowfall to develop late Sunday night and continue overnight into Monday from that particular low. At this point in time, with the updated forecast model runs, we are still expecting the really heavy snow to say south of the U.S. border. But right now, wouldn't be surprised if we start hearing anywhere between two and five centimeters for forecast estimates. Again, for areas along the international border, say south of the Trans-Canada Highway, as you work your way northward, say toward that Portage, Brandon and Winnipeg area at this point, Flurries is probably what we're looking at. But again, there still is a lot of uncertainty regarding this particular low and the model runs, the forecast model runs that were run this morning uh, did indicate a general shift northward of the system, again, backing up that idea that we could see accumulating snow here in Southern Manitoba Sunday night into Monday. Well, thank you very much. Always appreciate you joining us for the Lawn and Garden Journal. We're coming up on 930. If you're wondering, hey, where's Carla Hersina this morning? Well, we're wishing her all the best. She's not feeling the greatest today. So uh, Chris Sumner here 
has stepped in to join you. We're going to take a short break. When I come back, one of two things. One, I'll talk with one of you that maybe has given us a call to talk gardening, 1-800-374-3315. And good morning to you. It's about 31 minutes after 9 o'clock, Saturday, March 4th. Yes, it is the return of the Lawn and Garden Journal, the long-awaited return of host Carla Hersina from St. Mary's Nursery and Garden Center. Unfortunately, Carla feeling a little under the weather today. So yours truly, Chris Sumner, joining you are live from the studio and I have a question to pose is there anyone listening today that still has their poinsettia alive and well whether it be in their living room or on their windowsill I just had someone mention to me I wonder if anyone does and I can tell you here at the radio station in fact we have two poinsettias that have made it so far since Christmas have you had success with your poinsettia if you have I'd love to hear about it know your secret of keeping it so well. Mine never last, and typically we have kind of given up on poinsettias in my house around Christmas time. You can give us a call at 1-800-374-3315 to talk about that or anything else that might be on your mind with gardening. Again, I may not have the answer, but I certainly love being a green thumb and getting in the backyard. Now, I'd like to transition back earlier this week on The Morning Show, had the opportunity to connect with Carla prior to today's kickoff of the 2023 Lawn and Garden Journal season. And I asked her to talk about perennials, annuals, and some of the color trends she's seeing for this year. When we look at plants, we always have the basis of, you know, a petunia is a petunia, dreams are dreams, but there's always a twist of a new color selection or an improvement on those plants and this year I think um, if people if I say the petunia night sky which had that deep deep rich bluey purple color tones with the white flecking that's in there uh, we also then saw pink sky I'm excited this year for strawberry sky which is a darker not red but a deep deep future fuchsia red almost color tone that had that speckling so it's a little twist on fine's that have colors that they've created or been able to twist into it. And I know that the night sky series, it was beautiful. When we had the night sky petunia come out, oh, people loved it. So I think strawberry sky is going to be nice. And the other one that really features out for me is um, the dragon wing series begonias, where we saw it in red and also in pink. Now they've improved it. And we've got a white one, which I think is going to be just gorgeous. What are some of the uh, color palettes that have you excited this growing season, Carla? I just did reading week uh, this week with some students and about every third question was, what was my favorite color? I love them all. I don't know. But uh, this year, because of the white, I think the soothingness of a white garden may play on. And that aspect gives you sort of carries it over into a moon garden. So this year, I myself might be looking at just a white garden, which might be really pretty. So March 4th is our first Lawn and Garden Journal of the season. I doubt we're going to have any questions about tomatoes, Carla. It's a little bit early, I would think. You never know. I guess. I did did have one in-house yesterday. When can I start my tomato? So (laughs) I... It's beginning. So is there anything right now that gardeners should be thinking about or actually planting? Or are we still more so at the planning stages for those of us that are getting out into the backyard later this spring? Well, there's always things that you can do. Check your begonia bulbs. Check your canna bulbs. If you're going to do inpatients or geraniums, those should have been done already. And you might just want to play catch up, get those kind of going. And the other thing I like to do is 
take inventory of those seed packs that maybe you held over some seed with to see where they're uh, where you're at with it. And of course, why not get out some of those gardening magazines and gardening books and start creating a plan? Because it's always it always begins with a plan. Yeah, that's some good advice from Carla Hersina, host of the Lawn and Garden Journal. Now's a great time to be sitting down at the old breakfast table with your coffee while you're listening to the show today and maybe start leafing through those catalogs and thinking about the seed package that you would like to get. Are you going to be starting your fruits and veggies from seed this year? Or will you be transplanting? And what about that whole balance of annuals versus perennials? And how does that look on the shade, part shade, and full shade areas of your lawn? Good morning. I'm Chris Sumner, 35 minutes after 9 o'clock or 25 minutes away from 10 a.m. I'm Chris Sumner. It's Saturday, March 4th. And yeah, the Lawn and Garden Journal is back with a a step-in host, if you will. Carla Hersina feeling a little under the weather today. So we're kind of taking you through a bit of an impromptu kickoff to the 2023 garden season. A few moments ago, I posed the question whether or not there's anyone out there still enjoying their poinsettia from Christmas 2022. And I'm Chris Sumner standing in for host Carla Hersina today. And you know what? I think I've got Isabel on the line. Are you there, Isabel? I am here. How are you today, Isabel? I'm doing fine. So I uh, I have been standing in a little bit today for Carla Hersina. I love gardening. I love my backyard. What's on your mind today, Isabel? Well, I think you're doing a wonderful job carrying out Plan B for this morning. <laughs> I admit, Isabel, it was a very hasty Plan B. <laughs> and thank you for replaying the interview from the morning show a few days ago. Uh, I don't have a good story on poinsettias. Mine wasn't that big to start with. It was part of a dish garden, and it's down to one red leaf left. (laughs) But other years, I have had poinsettias last a long time. So what is your secret, Isabel? I know there's lots of talk about not overwatering and making sure they're not near drafts. What have you done that has been so successful? Uh, I think in other years, just... uh, not giving it a lot of time in direct sun so that it gets cooked. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, no, just, uh, I think, watching the watering so they don't get dried out, uh, you know, as well as, you know, overwatering, I know, can be a problem. And uh, then... uh, you know, I uh, maybe just the temperature in the house that particular season was good for them. I have had more humidity in the house other years. I've left the humidifier off this winter, so the air is pretty dry. Yeah, we uh, the first year that uh, my wife Candace and I went out and purchased a beautiful poinsettia, right? We wanted it to be a, a table center display for Christmas. So our dinner table is in our kitchen, which you're, as soon as I say this, Isabel, you're going to shake your head at me. It's right next to a giant sliding patio door, which we open a lot to let our dog out. So you can imagine what was coming through that giant patio door, right? <laughs> it's bad enough when the outside door opens for the farmer to come in and out. <laughs> Needless to say, when you have a little dog who wants in and out 12 times a day and all that minus 40 air that came in, you I'll just put it this way, Isabel, the poinsettia didn't make the week. Oh, that's too bad. You know, <laughs> I've always had them last, but then longer than that, but then they've been in the living room, which is a long ways away from the entrance door. 
Have you typically gone with the traditional red or have you experimented with some of the new varieties that have the speckling or modeling on the uh, the leaves? I prefer the red ones. Well, they're the easiest ones to find usually, but I have a friend that often wants a pink one. <laughs> and I usually try to find a little pink one for her. She's uh, in a care home now. But... Uh, I usually try to find a, a little pink one for her in early December. Oh, that's very nice of you to to be out there looking that for your friend. And Isabel, I just want to say a big thank you for giving me a call. It it sounds like my, I might have someone else who wants to talk a little bit about poinsettias. I appreciate you taking some time to give me a shout today. Well, you were you were lacking for because <laughs> I needed to help. <laughs> I appreciate you helping me from drowning this morning. <laughs> thank you. Have a wonderful day, day, Isabel. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, that's fantastic. A big thank you to Isabel uh, to uh, give me a call. We're just working on sending a few other calls in here this morning. And uh, just wonderful to hear from folks that are just as enthusiastic and excited about gardening as as I am. And again, by no means am I an expert like Carla Hersina, but I do take a lot of pride in my backyard. I've spoken extensively about having those very nice lines on the lawn when I'm mowing and all that kind of good stuff. All right, we're going to head back to the phone lines here. I think, do we have Adrian with us? Hello, Adrian. Oh, maybe we lost. Oh, are you there, Adrian? Oh, we might have lost Adrian. We'll see if we can, uh, we'll get Adrian again. I'm just going to let my good friend Emily at the front know that we lost Adrian. I'm just typing to her right now. So uh, let's say Adrian can come on back and send them through. Okay. So we'll see if Adrian gives us another shout here and we'll try and punch uh, punch Adrian up on the board and chat for a little bit about what's on Adrian's mind today. Well, I did want to see if I could find some of that super fun poinsettia audio that I had with Carla Hersina back at the end of December. And at the time, we had talked a little bit about, you know, how do you have poinsettias last well into the season? Now, I do have a bit of uh, a bit of audio here that I have pulled from my personal archives, and we'll see if this is the audio about the poinsettia saving or if this is talking about Christmas trees. And if it is talking about Christmas trees, we'll quickly change things up. But it seems like we might have Adrian back. All right. Adrian, are you there? Uh, hello. Hello, Adrian. It's Chris Sumner. I'm standing in for Carla today. How are you this morning? I can hear you on the radio, but I can't hear you on my phone. Hmm, you can't hear me on the... Okay, you can hear me on the radio, but not on the phone. Let's see what we got cooking here. Well, I'll be honest, uh, I'll be honest, Adrian, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of jury-rigging a system through here. So are you able to kind of listen to me on the phone and chat at the same time? <laughs> yes, as, as, as long as uh, I don't get a lot of feedback. Not a problem. What's on your mind today there, Adrian? Well, you mentioned about poinsettias, and uh, I have a poinsettia that actually a friend got from the grad class in town here before Christmas, and she was going away, so she brought the poinsettia over to our house, and then when she came back, it went back to her house, and it's doing beautifully, 
and then she was going away again. So at the present moment, I have her poinsettia in my living room looking as lovely as it was in December. So playing off some of the things that Isabel mentioned a few minutes ago there, Adrian, have you kept it away from drafts and watched how much you've watered it? I water it from the bottom all the time, and um, so does she. And we just put it on a coffee table in the living room, no draft, indirect sun, and it probably, we I've had poinsettias last until the next Christmas. It's funny you bring that up because my younger brother has also had tremendous success with his poinsettias. And in fact, his Christmas 2021 poinsettia, if I remember correctly, made it all the way to Remembrance Day last year before it started to lose its petals and kind of go the way of the the dodo. When you are able to hold on to them as long as that, have you found, Adrian, that they remain as bushy and colorful or, or how have they looked for you over the years? Well, to tell you the truth, I I put the whole pot in the garden one year just to see what it would do. And then I put it in the fall, I would put it in the dark spot. And like Carla said, and it actually bloomed again. That is pretty neat. And when you put it in the garden, did you actually plant it in the soil or just put the pot in the garden? No, I took it out of the pot because I figured that the roots needed more nutrition. Uh, nitrogen or nutrients rather and uh, then just dug it up and put it back in the same pot and it was able to survive all that that transplanting okay yeah wow i am really surprised i know that uh, poinsettias uh, are originally from mexico they're definitely a desert plant Uh, i just am surprised that it was able to handle so much transplanting you must have quite the green thumb adrian Uh, So they tell me. (laughs) Modesty. I love it. Well, thank you so much for calling in this morning, Adrian, and help me spend a little bit of time here uh, with uh, Carla Hersina. I do really appreciate your call. And I also have some tomatoes that uh, just sprouted this week. You were talking about uh, anyone starting tomatoes? Yeah. What uh, what varieties? Are we talking beefsteaks or cherries? What do you you got? I have... um, Sweet Million, which is a tiny one, a New Girl, Charlie Red Staker, New Girl, and Better Boy. Okay, I haven't heard of that. Was it Charlie Red Staker? Correct. Okay, so is that a beefsteak kind of playing off the Red Staker part? No, they're medium early tomato. Okay, yeah, I, uh, I do love me some fresh grown tomatoes from the backyard, all types. And the reason that I have them planted now is because I put six tomato plants on the south side of our garage the first week in May, and we've had tomatoes the first week in July, red. Wow, you are a brave gardener to be putting tomatoes out that first week of May with with the risk of frost. But I guess because you have it next to the building, it's somewhat protected because the heat coming off the garage. Is that what you're thinking? Uh, it's, yes, and it's also on the south side, and mm. we have glass, like a little greenhouse. Yeah. 
and my husband actually will put a heater in if it's going to go below zero. I love what I'm hearing. I love what I'm hearing, Adrian. Thank you so much for calling today. I hear we might have a Lance on the on the phone that would like to chat. And I wish you all the best as the snow melts. And Carla should be back next week. And I'm sure she'll uh, chat with you if you give us a call, Adrian. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye now. All right. Well, that's pretty cool. Love talking about tomatoes. I do love myself a toasted tomato uh, tomato uh, sandwich. And uh, there is there's nothing like it when you get a tomato from your own backyard. I do love growing cherry tomatoes uh, as well uh, in my own backyard. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a short break and we'll uh, kind of work our way toward the end of the Lawn and Garden Journal with Adrian and Isabel giving us a call. The time is just flown here as we uh, are filling in for host Carla Hersina, who's a little under the weather. So uh, Chris Sumner filling in on standby. Just want to say a big thank you again to Adrian and Isabel for giving us a call. And we're going to try one more time here to see if we can uh, connect with Lance. Lance, are you there? Hello, are you there, Lance? Yeah, I'm going to shut my radio off. Sure. All right. So I'm not sure if uh, you'll be be able to hear me Getting through. Getting a little bit of feedback. Yeah, I totally get that, Lance. I know we've been having some uh, some issues today as uh, yours truly is trying to, to kind of work on the fly a little bit. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'll talk to you on the phone and listen to you on the radio like the last lady. I love that. So what uh, what's on your mind today there, uh, there Lance? Well, I'd just let you know you weren't out there on the airwaves by yourself and maybe tell you a little bit about uh, what we have planned in our garden for the year. I would love to hear. What do you got planned, Lance? We are uh, live on a little bit of an acreage outside of St. Agas, so uh, uh, we've got garlic we put in in the fall uh, i'd say maybe a hundred odd bulbs or so and it's all covered and ready to get going as soon as the snow melts off i also had read that sometimes a fall planting of radishes and or onion sets can uh, survive the winter so uh, i've tried that i covered them with a little bit of flax straw and some some leaves and whatnot in the fall to give them some insulation. So I'm interested. The garlic will grow, I know, but uh, we'll see what the other radish and onions do. Were you kind of taking a bit of a flyer there, Lance, on the radishes and onions, or or have you personally seen them make it through the winter or heard about them online? Oh, I've seen them make it through the winter and uh, also had what I call volunteers grow, where you You've left maybe a small onion in the garden and sort of worked it in in the fall, and all of a sudden you got an onion growing in an odd spot the next spring. Well, and I know uh, radishes in particular, they are one of those cool-weather crops. They can handle mm-hmm. the, the cold weather a little bit better than some of the other uh, tender veggies. So I, I'll be very intrigued to hear later in the season when you give Carla a call if they come through. I'll uh, certainly call and let you know. Now, tomatoes are always a huge topic on the show there, Lance. Are tomatoes a part of your gardening plans? Tomatoes are. Uh, we we buy greenhouse tomatoes. Uh, I don't have good luck in starting them, so we enjoy tomatoes and peppers in the garden and uh, beets. Uh, beets grow well in our uh, soil that we have here. <clears throat> and are you a pickled beet fan, or do you just like them roasted or fresh? Oh, no. The only way I can eat them is pickled. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, Lance, I just have not crossed that bridge yet. I, my wife really wants me to get into the pickled beet bandwagon, but I just can't do it. <laughs> That's a good condiment. It's good with uh, a lot of meals. It's uh, no different than maybe a dill pickle for... That's true. That's true. Perhaps I'll have to give them another try this year. I know we've done beets the last few years, and uh, we've done a combination of a little bit of pickling, but most we either chop up and freeze, or we just eat them fresh as they come in from the garden. I like them in borscht. I I make some of my own borscht, and I enjoy a good borscht with meat. Ah, yes. I'm originally from Nipawa, and we had a very large Polish and Ukrainian uh, community in the Nipawa area, which is just south of Dauphin, barely an hour. And I've had my fair share of beet and cabbage borscht. Have you had cabbage borscht in the past, Lance? I have had it. Uh, I'm a soup fan, so uh, cabbage or beet. Yeah, I hear you. I could have some uh, borscht. Maybe I'll have that for lunch. I might have some in the freezer. I'll have to check it out. Well, Lance, thank you so much for giving me a call this morning and having a little bit of a conversation. It's it's funny how this last half hour has flown by because everybody has been kind of getting on board the bandwagon here. And I, I wish you the best of luck as you get ready for the gardening season to come. Thank you, sir. All the best to Carla that she gets better. And uh, uh, you're a good stand-in. And hopefully not all of us will be strange and... Uh, not call you next time if you have to sub in. I appreciate that, Lance. You have a wonderful day, and we'll we'll talk to you soon. Yes, thank oh. you. Goodbye. Bye bye. Oh, just a wonderful way to wrap up the show here as we're getting closer and closer to 10 o'clock. I really can't believe how quickly our last 30 minutes have gone. Just a big thank you to Lance and to Adrian and to Isabel for joining on board here to have a little bit of fun as we talk about what the gardening season upcoming is going to look like. Again, Carla Hersita, your usual host of the Lawn and Garden Journal. Carla just feeling a little bit under the weather today, but we are very much looking forward to welcoming her back to the studio next Saturday. That would be March 11th for her return and the official kickoff of the Lawn and Garden Journal 2023 season. So I think what we're going to do is we'll leave things where they're at. I just want to say a big thank you to uh, Emily out at the front reception desk. She was able to uh, work with my somewhat awkward uh, 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 radio board setup. I don't think I had it the usual way, and that's why a few folks tried to get through and I wasn't able to hear them. But I'll definitely do a little bit of homework so the next time I have to stand in, I've got things ready to go uh, for the uh, next callers that come through. So Emily, a big thank you for your help today. We're going to get into news here a little bit earlier than usual, but I think you'll cut me a little bit of slack, and I look forward to hearing from all of you again. Don't forget, morning show, Monday morning, we'll be back, and then the Lawn and Garden Journal, March 11th, 9.15, with host Carla Hersina. Enjoy a beautiful day throughout southern Manitoba. Again, lots of sunshine and highs between zero and plus two, and a reminder, I'm keeping an eye on that potent low-pressure system moving through the Dakotas on Sunday night into Monday that may bring accumulating snow for areas close to the international border and then flurries as we get closer to the Trans-Canada Highway. That's all for now. Have a wonderful weekend, and we will talk to you soon.